Hey there, this podcast is titled Stop Aging Now. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for those of you who want to get to the next level. We're going to be teaching you about the seven secrets of health. This is an incredible podcast that can transform your life, your relationships, your energy, that you can invest in your career to take your opportunities to the highest level possible. Stay tuned to the very end, an amazing offer by visiting stopagingnow.7pillarscoaching.com. Stay tuned. You're going to hear amazing guests and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, take you to the very next level. Your mindset, your sleep, your ability to improve your diet, your exercise, what hormones, how to balance them, all of this and more. Let's listen in. Delgado here with... Christine Grant. It's it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We, we've had many discussions, and I'm so excited because you are the author of an incredible book, Relation Shift, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. What compelled you to write this book? Well, uh, Dr. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually have a background as a psychotherapist okay. and an educational psychologist. Yeah. And when you are a counselor, therapist type person, you often have friends or people that you run, run into that ask your advice, you know, just sort of off the cuff. Sure. So one afternoon, one of my neighbors rang the doorbell and said, you know, I'm really having an issue and I just want your advice. I said, what's going on? Well, I've been dating this guy and he checks off on all the boxes. He's great. Oh, wow. He's an attorney. He's <laughs> kind. He's generous. Right. He's, he's smart. You know, uh, he's, he's divorced. He's got a kid and he's a really good dad, blah, blah. We have fun together. But you know what? I keep waiting for that chemistry thing to show up. And it's not happening. Yeah. And I said, well, so what are you going to do about it? She goes, well, I'd like to keep him as a friend. Well, you have to be honest. Tell him how you feel. Don't lead anyone down any primrose path, right? Right. And she said, I know, but I suck at conversation like that. Right. I feel like I'll end up hurting his feelings and feeling embarrassed. Oh. So I said, well, if that's the way you feel, why don't you just, and she said, and he sent flowers already. And I said, God, he does sound like a keeper. So I said, well, why don't you, um, why don't you write a nice note, put it in a card. The next time you're out together, say, oh, by the way, I've enjoyed getting to know you. I've been thinking about you this last week or so. And I just wanted to share where I'm at. So I, I'm giving you this card, read it when you get home. She goes, that's a great idea. She comes over to my house. She shows me what she's written, and it was disgusting. Oh. It was a lie. Oh. Yeah, it was the, it's all about me, not you. I, I'm terrible at relationships. I don't even want a relationship, lie number two. Right. Uh, you know, you'd be better off with someone, you know, that you're more compatible with, lie number three. And uh, so I tore it up, and I rewrote Ooh. what I thought was the truth in a very kind, benevolent, and a way that would invite friendship and connection. And she said, this is beautiful. She gave it to him. (laughs) They remain friends to this day. Wow. 
And because he was an attorney, at one point she had a legal matter arise, and he handled everything free of charge. Oh, wow. So she started asking me for more messages, and then she started referring me. And it was really sort of a hobby because it came so natural for Mm -hmm. me to do this. And, you know, when someone is reading a letter, a document, a message, even a text message, what have you, you don't have the conversational uh, overlap where the person you're talking to may be thinking about how they're how they're interpreting interpreting what you're saying in a nanosecond or coming up with their next question or query rather than absorbing the information so in essence i started to develop my unique service unless you want to compare me to Cyrano de Bergerac uh, and it is called inspired heart letters. So I've actually been channeling in, if you will, composing uh, compelling messages and letters for literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. And so did you compose? Are you saying you compose these letters and put them together? Uh, I don't know, you removed the name, so it was a little anonymous, but uh, this, this seems, and I've read some of your letters, absolutely amazing particularly for families or relationships where there's conflict, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, so that's a great question. So when people have asked me that, it's not that I'm taking over the helm and saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, and I compose a letter, and it's something that's not real. Uh, I take a very deep dive with my clients, and... Uh, I, I come up with the essence of what the real, if you, if you want to call it a conflict or lesson to be learned, uh, situation at hand is. And I, I just, so often I will know information that they've never told me. Uh, and I will, after taking this very deep dive, uh, compose the letter. Now, I never sh- ask somebody to change their mind or their purpose or intention for what they would love the results of the letter to be. Because I believe that our relationships are our best teachers. And they mirror back to us what exactly it is we need to learn in order to evolve. So I take it at face value. Whatever someone's desire is, I, I move past the ego. Now that's the key. If I were to come up against a relational matter myself, my history with the person, my own um, developmental history, if you will, my uh, perspective on life, all these things may, may come in and cloud what could be possible or what is the bigger truth. We all as humans have this innate desire to feel loved, accepted, and connected. Often, Unfortunately, our ego gets in the way as a protective mechanism. So I blow past that. I fly over someone's ego. That's their baggage, not mine. And I'm able to dial in and write these letters that have amazingly rapid results. I mean, that's what makes it so much fun for me. It is not therapy, per se, where you're... um, you know, having a conversation weekly and processing whatever some, something is go on for somebody. You are, I'm actually, these letters have a magical frequency about them. 
words have a frequency. It's not always what you say, it's how you say it, and also the words that we choose. So that's my gift, is um, finding the right words. Now, in my book, Relationshift, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say, mm -hmm. there is a whole chapter dedicated to helping the reader, or it's an audible as well, the mm -hmm. listener. To Are you uh, the voice? I am the voice. Good, and you're, by the way, you're an amazing singing artist. Oh. I've, I've listened to your uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify. Absolutely impressive. Continue though, but... Oh, yeah. okay. How, how do they find you, by the way, uh, to, to hear your music? Okay, so um, the music, mm -hmm. uh, so not to digress, we'll come back, but the music was a bucket list thing that serendipitously came about for me. Yeah. And it started with my um, my uh, career in psychotherapy, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, uh, my daughter was being bullied in middle school. Oh. And I also worked, as I said, as a school psychologist. Yeah. And uh, it hurt me so deeply because she's such a, a, a kind of sensitive, kind, very intuitive little girl at the time herself. And middle school is a very precarious and delicate age it's the in-between age where um, social awareness is there is is you know where everybody's shooting for is where do I fit in and who's my my tribe and who are my best friends and right. rejection is very difficult at that age and you know uh, children middle school age kids are very uh, self-conscious about their looks and Jeez. being accepted. Yeah. So, anyway. by the way, you wrote this book because of that. Yes. Uh, it's uh, Be Friendship Focused. Yes. And I've looked through it, and, and thank you for the gift of the cards, which are part of what's in the book. Right. So how does this help with bullying? Okay. So working uh, with schools for so many years, yeah. I noticed that there was a shortage of uh, mentors or teachers that um, had the kind of... Um, mm -hmm experience to really work with children who are going through these fragile stages mm -hmm. and uh, group awareness as I said is very important so uh, so I wrote this book and it was actually okay I'll is tell there you. some sections there that you, well, you're, you're looking at the book so I'm okay <laughs> so all right so uh, what happened was when my daughter Alana was being so bullied by mean girls I actually flew to the National Mean Girls Conference in Orlando, Florida one year wow. and just happened to meet the producers who happened to give me a ride to the airport. And I discussed uh, my daughter's situation with them. And because of my background and my concern, mm -hmm. they invited me to speak at their national conference the following year. Wow. So about a month before I was to go to Vegas and speak at this big conference, I woke up in the middle of the night and I went, oh my gosh, I need a product. So within three weeks, this book was literally downloaded to or through me. I would be awakened in the middle of the night with a new exercise. Kids don't want to be lectured to. No. Nobody does, really. Right. So, you know, we, we, we enjoy being involved, being, yeah. you know, playing full out, if you will. And so these uh, are very relevant fun, entertaining exercises for kids. This is geared uh, for ages 8 through 12. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it is really based on universal uh, needs that we ha all have, but it's just put into palatable language for that age group. So uh, what sets it apart from a lot of other programs mm -hmm. is every lesson, it's an eight to 10 week process, right. has um, the conversation already scripted in there. So someone could, someone who isn't perhaps that well healed in the art of leading a small group, mm -hmm. whether they're in a church or a school or an after-school program. I've spoken at the um, Girl Scouts of America, New Orleans, East Coast Division, wherever, but it actually will give you a way of how to say, how to present the material. So wow. for example, and I mentioned this a few minutes ago um, before we came on, is one of the exercises, just to give a clean example, is I teach children how to muscle test one another. Okay. So here we have that energetic frequency mm -hmm. that we can't deny. We're in a, we're at an age now where we it, you know we can talk about this. You know it's not like oh that's so woo woo. No, there's an electromagnetic uh, charge that goes around us. We have a field. It was in Omni magazine uh, decades ago even. So this is a scientific you know, valid um, notion about that. And so our energy contains our emotional resonance as well. Okay. And so uh, I teach children how to muscle test to see that words can actually be felt in the body. So if, for example, you use the word appreciate, and you muscle test that word, putting their arm out and, and feeling their You could their do it. Resistance. That's a great idea. I appreciate who I am, my family and friends, who I will become. And then you discuss this with your child, right? Yes, you can discuss it with your child or the group. And then, as you can see, mm -hmm. this one has the, um, and I could probably, It's in the book, It's too, in the book right? in, in large, It's easier yeah. for you to find the, the uh, card. But this one, um, a bigger painting of it is in the book, but it's... Uh, a lion looking at a frog. Uh -huh. The word is appreciate. What do I appreciate about you even though we're different? Right. Right? right? right. Again, we all want to feel loved, accepted, and connected. Right. And so it can open, open a conversation. Because our kids, in my opinion, and I think the opinion of many others, is they spend way too much time in front of a computer. Oh. And we need to have interaction, and we need to call upon their own creative processing. And we do learn through our experiences. Right. Compassion is key for humans. Mm -hmm. And so whether you're a child and you feel like you're being bullied, looking at the backstory, why am I being bullied? Well, maybe that boy that's saying those mean things, maybe his dad hurt him. Maybe, you know, he doesn't feel good about or loved himself. So those are, you know, just one of the concepts. So as a pillar of health, when we look, for example, at the blue zones of people around the world who are arguably the longest lived people in the world, we find that love and connection is one of the critical factors that independent, although they're usually following a healthier plant-based diet and exercising, but their love and concern for their neighbor, their friends, their family, they seem to be closer as a nuclear family. Many Asian families, the, the parents, the grandparents sometimes live together. So how important in terms of quality of life and longevity, in your opinion, is 
love and connection and communication, which is what you're bringing to the table here. Oh, it's essential. Um, when when I um, uh, when I've been lecturing and and uh, working with clients and such, and I've been doing this for so long. I mean, I've been composing these letters as we spoke about it a few minutes ago mm-hmm. for now 18 years. Okay, wow. and uh, so. At one point, because people said, how did you know that? I never told you that. How, how, could, you, uh, how, how could you understand this? I, I didn't share anything. I have a, um, this intrinsic way of dialing it in. Right. And I have, um, I have followed a spiritual path. I've studied. I've gone to the far reaches of the planet to look at different spiritual beliefs and study all of those and discern them for myself. Right. So I decided at one point, wow, everybody's telling me I'm so psychic. I'm <laughs> going to take a psychic class. I'm going right. to do a six-month course in okay. San Diego and become a certified psychic, which I did. Oh, wow. And it was very, very interesting. Yeah. You know, they had different techniques, you know, the grounding cords. And, you know, of course, I already knew about the chakras and a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had worked with people's electromagnetic fields once upon a time as a Shen practitioner, somatic human okay. energy nexus person that works with that electromagnetic field with a light touch. That's another story, another interview. However, um, so here so here I am. I graduated from this program, and um, at one point I decided, well, this school has free psychic readings every month. I'm going to go get a, a psychic reading. I went down to get the psychic reading, and they said, excuse me, you're not getting a reading. You are giving one. And oh. I said, what? I said, you're a graduate. You're now a, officially a psychic. And I said, really? Oh, my gosh. So they, so this, they said, we're going to team you up with a senior psychic, and you will be the junior. So I'm sitting with this woman who had been uh, you know, giving readings for many, many, many years, and uh, she said, look, People are going to come in off the street. I will give them a reading. If you pick up on anything, if you if there's a message you'd like to share, just tap me on the leg. I said, okay. This first woman comes in, mm-hmm. and the psychic is giving her a reading. And all of a sudden, I'm getting this nudge, like, you have to say this. And I'm thinking, I can't. It's too, <laughs> it's too painful. It's dreadful. I can't say this. No, you must. You must. Okay, so I, I tapped the psychic, yeah. and she said, you have something you want to share. I looked at this lady, and I said, please forgive me. I'm not really a psychic. I mean, I totally did the disclaimer. Right, right. <laughs> and I said, and I, it's hard for me to say this, but when I see you, I see this grief come over you like a shroud. Mm-hmm. And it brings you down sometimes for weeks. You, can, you have a hard time getting out of bed. Yeah. Then you kind of pull it together, you move along, and then it hits you again. Yeah. And I, please, please forgive me. Did you lose your child? Oh, my gosh. She looked at me and she said, yes, I lost my child and my husband. I immediately said, was it a 10-year-old boy? Yes. And I gave her a message. And she went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck Where just happened? Where did that come from, yeah. right? This other lady wow. comes in. Yeah. And uh, she... Uh, the psychic, psychic is giving her a reading. I tap her on the leg. Oh, you have another thing you want to share? Again, I went through the disclaimer, but I said to this lady, when I see you, 
I see that you are tossing and turning. You can't sleep at night. You feel overwhelmed. You're very frustrated. Who is it you're so worried about? She said, my 20-year-old daughter. And Dr. Nick, immediately what came through me without any forethought, I said, you know, worry is fear, the opposite of love. And when we worry, when we worry, we are cursing the situation, the person, or even the decision that you're stressing over. So we are sort of conditioned, if you will, as humans to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe part of the, you know, um, protective. protective survival mechanism. Mm-hmm. But Obviously, and I think you would agree that in today's world, we are overwhelmed with concern and worry. We're on overload. Too right? much. Too, too much. much. And so, uh, so we all have that tendency. Mm-hmm. And what I said to this woman is, if you catch yourself struggling to sleep or you're feeling very stressed out and your, your mind is overtaken with this worry about your daughter, consciously stop yourself and change your mind. And see your daughter in the most blessed, perfect, healthy, mm-hmm. in every way, situation. That her life flows, that everything is good. And she went, oh my God, I never thought of that. And I'm thinking to myself, mm. I also had a daughter. I never thought of that either. Yeah. So I started practicing that, what I said, what mm-hmm. came through me rather, right. on my own life. And I noticed Circumstances and situations shifted and changed and transformed without me having to get in the middle of the mix, Mm. without having the upset and that frustration and that fear-based, what do I do next? How can I fix this? Things unraveled and grew and blossomed. Mm. And so if nothing else today, I hope the audience takes that little piece to heart because it works. Wow. I have a unique question, if you will. And and that question is, since Valentine's Day is coming up, depending Ah. on when the show airs, and I wrote the book that John Gray endorsed, and I believe you have a similar quote, or at least he reviewed your book. And he, John Gray stated the following, this practical guide for creating lasting love and intimacy provides new insights to make you a star in the bedroom. John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Now, I've heard John, and I've been on panels with him on love, sex, and intimacy. And there's one thing that he and I agree on, and it's that early on, Alfred Kinsey did the Kinsey Report, and he reported, it might have been, what, the 1940s, 50s, -hmm. Indiana University, he did extensive questionnaires, And he found that a very high percentage in love relationships, marriages, boyfriend, girlfriend, and so forth, and other, he said that a vast majority of the encounters during what we'd call traditional lovemaking that I think Freud once stated that unless you have traditional, if you will, lovemaking, it's immature sex. And he went on to kind of, I think, set the stage for many people to believe that that truly was the case. 
And I think pornography did us a further disservice because when the movie came out, Hallie met, uh, Harry met Sally, mm -hmm. and she faked her orgasm famously. I watched that, and I was following for 26 years preparing to write this book, and I didn't believe my own theory because so many other so-called The Joy of Sex and other books were saying, that's not true, that if you just get in the right position and you go long enough, everything's going to be fine. But then when Masters and Johnson came about, the, the next St. Louis sex researchers said in encounters, and this was repeated in Cosmopolitan in a survey, I think in the almost in the, the early late 1990s, that 85% of men believe that they're good lovers. Mm -hmm. But 85 to 90% of the same women with those men say they do not reach orgasm. And so there's this perpetual lie that continues in the bedroom. Women are dissatisfied to this very day in the year 2022. And unless we embrace that, we believe that love and intimacy is a higher level of communication mm -hmm. between souls, right? Mm -hmm. What is it? The only two times that you're present is when you eat food, you're totally present, or make love. Mm -hmm. It's been purported, right? Mm -hmm. So being present, being capable, and being satisfied, there was a book written uh, that had the title, She Comes First. Okay, I like it. And <laughs> men don't follow that rule. Uh, maybe some men do, but a vast majority don't. And the woman has to assume that it's up to her to please herself and or after or before. And so... I think with the book, when it came out, I wanted people to recognize that it's not about technique, it's about kundalini and all these really cool things, massage and all the things, because women need a different form of communication mm -hmm. than men who are rapid fire mm -hmm. and come to a peak quick, right? Yeah. Women, minimum 20 minutes to an hour to just, maybe because of genetics and society, because a woman would be burdened with, oh, if I have a kid you know, with this person and it doesn't work out, which how many times has that happened, mm -hmm. right? Pre teenage pregnancies and so forth, and divorce rates. So I'm wondering if the divorce rate mimicking over 75% relates something to the two biggest reasons that families fall apart. One, there's no communication and love truly where the woman is satisfied every single time, and financial discord. That's probably the second most um, incident. Do you have any comments about this? Well, and I think um, as a follow-up, I haven't looked recently, but at one point uh, I understood that uh, per divorce that it's a more uh, popular for the woman to ask for the divorce than the man. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so... And by the way, I, I've read recently the incidence of women cheating on men is higher than men cheating on women. Just women are better about kind of keeping it Quiet. Men aren't very good at keeping mm -hmm. secrets. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have you ever, um, are you familiar with uh, tantric yoga? Oh, of course. Okay. I think that, I think the sensuality and yeah. the, um, the emotional intimacy is very important. And it's and missing. I, it's missing. And I also feel like you're right. You know, we're being sort of conditioned through commercial venues mm -hmm. to um, buy into, you know, uh, pornography right. and quantity versus quality and 
which is another um, kind of narcissistic cultural thing that's come along for not for everyone but and I do mm-hmm. feel like we're waking up to that I think it's almost like been there done that we had the big sexual revolution back in the day and then uh, you know it was just free sex and orgies and not to say that there aren't people that still engage in that um, I guess but uh, I don't know that there will that, that perhaps and this is my philosophy uh, I've spoken to people that um, are um, polygamous. Is that the word? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that ha- that have no problem, no conscious around multiple partners or or having a numbers game around it, or they actually feel more comfortable with strangers than the person they're married to or been in a relationship with. Oh, now, I've talked to couples where yeah. the husband and the wife that she's never had an orgasm in their entire intimate relationship okay. and 10 feel, 20 years long and i would say that i feel sad for her i feel sad for their marriage uh and i wonder why she's never brought it up that to me but is, wait a minute wait what, a minute what, what, men uh, men are so aggressive about oh don't insult me i know what i'm doing I, i've literally had these conversations with guys and uh, i've been in an audience where i'm sharing with the audience yeah. and the women are nodding their head what i'm saying is correct and the men are going like this and they're sitting right next to their significant other Again, remember what I said a little bit ago about how our relationships mirror back to us. Those rocks in the road are cause for our own evolvement. So um, it would be very easy to say to see the woman going, "Yeah, he is. He's a jerk, or he he doesn't he doesn't get me, or he doesn't care." But Mm -hmm. what would it be like if the woman also said, "You know what? Okay, there's him, there's me, and there's our relationship." Our relationship is an entity in and of itself mm-hmm. that we must nourish, we must care for, and we must grow if you want it to be healthy. Well, now, so, Christine, wouldn't yeah. you say that a vast majority of relationships have become sexless marriages? And because of that, there's this disconnect with the kinesthetic, you know, kinesthetic, auditory, visual. So this major form of communication is just lost in relationships. So the person who's kinesthetic, highly kinesthetic, needs to be touched, felt, and massaged, feels like, she doesn't, or he doesn't love me. And, yeah. and so you have this underlying anger, literally, yeah. frustration, jealousy. I mean, there's so many emotions, and, right? And then often what I've noticed in my practice with people yeah. is they, they they compromise. And it's, for for example, I this one woman uh, who um, married, um, second marriage, they were both, it was a later in life marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this beautiful home, and she lived a very high life. So she goes to the hair salon, and she's like, oh, you wouldn't believe how we remodeled the house. Right. Let me show. And and she was feeling very offended because she thought, we haven't been married not even two years, and our sexual encounters have declined Declined. big time. Big time. And uh, what's going on? And she kept making her, trying to make herself more appealing, more attractive. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier chemistry. Right? Hormones, and there's something yep. underlying there that we need to right. appreciate, right? So get this. So she's at the hair salon, mm-hmm. and she's showing everybody the beautiful home. Because in what I said, the compromise. Well, maybe mm-hmm. we're not having the sex, but I'm having a good life. And maybe I can't wow. have it all, but I. But this kind of makes up for it. This over, wow. you know, because, yeah, I've been in that single world for mm-hmm. so long, and there's no good guys anymore anyway. And all that chatter to convince right. yourself. So she, get this. Mm. So she's showing all the hairdressers are looking. 
And then they, and here is the kitchen, and here is the... Right, right. Here is the, here's our bedroom. And she bedroom. skipped the bedroom. No. Oh. Here is our bedroom, <laughs> and look at the bathroom, and we all right, the fixtures. Right. Oh, and, and this is what we call it, my husband's man cave. That's where he likes to go. Well, he's in there masturbating like there's no tomorrow. And what do you in, mean? In, in a picture? Or, oh, it's a live camera. It's a live camera oh, no! from their home. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. And oh. so all the all the, the hairdressers are like, oh, my. Well, he's well, he's he's built, isn't he? You know? and, <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Oh, yes. And she was, more, she was mortified. Oh, gosh, yes. Did I get everyone's attention is what I want to know on this story. Because And by the way. Some women feel that men are cheating on them when they do masturbate, right? Yes. And and, and vice versa. Men, well, if it, they use it, a toy it, or something. In a way it is. Well, in a way it is, because, is it, is it really not? I mean, really, because depending on, let's say they have two different sexual energy levels. A man has literally a, a hundred, ten times more testosterone than the average woman. So I much, I much read an article, by the way, of a woman saying, I now understand men because she said, I did an experiment for the magazine. Uh -huh. And I injected testosterone, right? Yeah. I would use pellets or whatever. And her libido went through the roof. She could only think about sex. She was constantly wanting to have sex. She goes, oh, my God, now I understand men. So what I understood your question was, and yeah. women think it's cheating. Right. Now, a man may right. have a different interpretation. Uh, and by the way, some men have to relieve the, themselves because yeah. they're so, so, well, uh, and, you know, and that's struggling why, with it. Yeah, and that's why communication and having the same values are so super important. And the same balanced hormone levels. Because if a woman doesn't want sex and her libido is so low, or vice versa, right? This particular client I was just talking about that had the scenario at the hair <laughs> Oh, my salon, gosh, right. She had been complaining that there was not enough sex in her marriage. Of course. So, so it wasn't about her not having the libido. She didn't feel they were engaging enough, and he was distracting himself. Now... What my conclusion is on this, my perspective, mm -hmm. and I could be off, but what I, what I gleaned from that story mm -hmm. was that it was easier for him to masturbate in front of porn rather than having the, quote, responsibility <sighs> of, you know, satisfying his partner or his wife or that, the other one, it was too emotionally intense. Often, if we find there's resentment that we don't want to share, it's not that big of a deal, and those little resentments start to add up. Can, can I represent the man's point of view? Men truly want to please their woman. They truly do, but they don't literally understand. And when I wrote the book and, and literally researched it for 26 uh -huh. years, I found that, yeah, of course, you have to have communication, intimacy, massage, all the great things. But men don't understand, and this was the classic experiment. Kinsey hired four gynecologists and measured the, where the pleasure nerve endings are in a woman. Mm -hmm. To their shock, out of 900 women, they found zero, zero pleasure nerve endings in the vagina. So porn and every projected attempt to say that Freud was right about intercourse was wrong that women do have three forms of orgasm. There's the G-spot, which is the curve of the clitoris. The clitoris, which is external, which can only be reached by oral sex or a vibrator or using the hands. And the deeper um, cervical orgasm mm -hmm. that we're not gonna talk about, I talk about in my book, it's a very deep, deep sensation that can't be reached by any man, no matter how big he is. So 
the well, truth. Well, then why have I had those experiences? Because, <laughs> because a very small percentage of women do. But I'll give you a good example. Let's, let's put yourself in the perspective of a man. Mm -hmm. And you go, hey, honey, I want you to turn me on, but we're not going to have intercourse. And, but I don't want you to take a firm hand and do anything with that. I just want you to tug on my testicle sac. Mm -hmm. She tugs for a thousand tugs. She tugs for an hour or two. And he never comes. And she goes, honey, why didn't you come? She goes, I have no nerve endings in my testicle sac. Well, why'd you have me do that? Well, because when we have intercourse, I don't feel anything. 95% of women tell me this mm -hmm. in my surveys and in Kinsey in the Cosmopolitan Report and Masters and Johnson. But Masters and Johnson did a unique thing. And I reported this in my book. They took a Hitachi vibrator mm -hmm. and they placed it in a specific spot external because there's 13 pleasure points externally, not in the vagina. And if a woman does experience orgasm vaginally, if you almost are an acrobat and you lift your legs up, you might hit the G-spot, might. So you're really putting men under a tremendous amount of pressure, A, to last longer. The average man lasts three minutes. And due to genetics and whatever survival, we had to get in and get out before we got eaten or something, right? Interesting. And then worse, this pressure is so intense that in porn, they take trimix, which allows a man to last an hour or two. And the guys are going, I can't do that. Of course they can't. Mm -hmm. I've talked to urologists about that and presented at conferences, sex conferences, and they go, how'd you figure all this out? Because I, did, I never understood this protocol. Urologists mm -hmm. don't know this. Mm -hmm. And sexologists don't know this. Mm -hmm. And so I conferred with Jennifer Landa, who's the chief physician of um, Body Logic, and she wrote a book on libido. And her and I agreed in a conference. And I interviewed Zirak Khan, who's a sex expert. I've interviewed many people. So the long story short was that if you change the strategy and you follow what the book says, she comes first, or what I say, that you learn how to please your woman first, it removes all the pressure. And the men feel so good, and the woman then... It's a win-win. Yeah, and then the woman wants to please her man, yeah. and then they want to have intimacy every day. Of course a woman would rather go shopping or eat chocolate, because it's funner to go shopping and eat chocolate than to lay there and pretend you're having fun. Mm -hmm. So I think I wanted to say this pre-Valentine's Day or for Valentine's Day, because very few people discuss this, because it's intense. This, Like you said, men want to avoid intensity. They want to avoid conflict. But the biggest conflict, when I was once told by my first wife that I'm a lousy lover, and I had to deal with that. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, I last for an hour longer. I, I have sex with her six today. times a day. Now, if she hadn't said that, you might not have gone down that path. Thank God she did. Do you see what I'm saying? Our yes, but it was after, honey, it was after five years Doesn't that she matter. told me. Yeah. Well, it does well, matter. No, and it, by the way, can I say this? Yeah. One last thing. Young women tend to be more educated and guide a man to the right place. Older women, yeah, according to studies, have been so intimidated by men. And that's unfair on men's part mm -hmm. because they're so insecure. Or Does that make sense? There's a cultural piece that's around, you know, being a little more prim, the older women, being okay. raised like okay. that okay. as opposed to the younger women, you okay. know, having a little better sense of um, body awareness and freedom. So, you know... I think there, you know, it, yeah. it is, but you're right. And that's why communication, and that's why my book, The Relationship, can I read a Valentine's poem? Out Please, of that book? your book and my book should put it all together. 
Absolutely. Does that make sense? We got the yin Does that make sense? We got it all. <laughs> all right, let's do okay, this. Let's make right. this real. Yeah. So because um, our segment's almost over. But go oh ahead. my goodness. Okay. So um, and and I just want to uh, just tap touch back on the singing. So oh, the singing thing started you are when so I was so talented. When I was going. Around, do you know what my mom said? She what, heard you. My she mom's did? eighty-seven years old. She goes, "That is the Elvis Presley of females." <gasps> Yeah. I've been told that before. Uh, I, when I listen to it, I'm like, wow. I'm a female what a, Elvis. What a voice. And it goes deep. I like, I resonate with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Oh, thank you so no, I'm, much. No, I'm, 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 trust me, I'm like, I rarely am impressed by male or female singers. You know, with the exception yeah. of the Mick wow. Jaggers, the, the Elvises, the, you know, the uh, John Lennon or... Uh, who, who was his co-part? Paul McCartney, right? Yeah. There was some great, great singers, right? Right. In history. Right. I think you'll come down in history as one of the greats. Well, thank you. I really thank believe. You. Please I read for us. have to get it out there. With a little resonance. Okay. And, and, Please. And, uh, I shall. Passion. And, and, if, and if anyone in the audience <laughs> wants to check out my music, yes. my... I'm a Christine Rose Grant. Christine with a K, right? Okay, they searched for so Christine I, Rose Grant. Well, no, I changed oh. it to Tina because I oh. thought it would be too difficult. How does she spell her name with a C or K? So all my Latino friends for years have called me Tina. So I'm, I'm Tina Rose, and the name of my album, it's 10 songs that I wrote, composed, and sing with amazing musicians from Australia, the brothers Corin, and uh, they were the front band for Coldplay, Bon Jovi, Pink, Journey, oh Rod Stewart, and yeah, and then we also added uh, some um, saxophone riffs from um, uh, Chris Del Camino, and, uh, and uh, Jamie uh, Shadowlight does jazz violin, and another friend of mine, Kent Evan Woods, does harmonica riffs. So it's really, it was, well, everybody was in lockdown, I was unlocking my voice <laughs> in it. studio wow. and creating songs. Yes. So, yeah, it was really so fun. And if you get this book, The Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. Is it on your website, not just on Oh, Amazon? yes, my website Please is, give your website. Yeah, I'd rather them go to your website. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> it's www.christinewithakgrant.com. Beautiful. And you can get the book in Audible, which has all of the music I want to hear your voice. Trust me. I, I want to hear you read the book. I've read my book, too, by the way, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy. I love Audible books. So how we were talking about male and female right? in relationships yeah. and the roles they play. Right. Interestingly enough, yeah. in the self-help world, by and large, historically, women have been more prone to um, seeking uh, guidance than males, especially for things like relationship matters. Right. I have written, my clientele is 50-50, oh, wow. male and female. Right. In the Audible book, I have a wonderful male actor who reads all the letters from the men, and I narrate nice. all the letters from the women. Nice. I have the female doing a, the portion for the female, me, the male. Right? Okay, beautiful. Right? I love it. We See, we're, we're, <laughs> we're from the same tribe. Okay, so, uh, and anyway, the male actor started crying. He broke uh, down in tears. During the reading. During the reading, because there was one story of a father mm. who had not seen his daughter in 30 years. Mm. 30 and uh, he was a really good guy. He had issues. He was a, uh, I think he had PTSD from Vietnam. Sure. Anyway, uh, one letter to his daughter 
the daughter wrote a letter back that was shared with me that I cried. Oh, wow. And she spent the next four years of his life with him and was there at his mm. bedside when he passed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there's some real, uh, please, very please, emotional. Please, please. Okay. This is so our for, final. Here we oh, go. Yeah, no, uh -oh. we'll, we'll pick up our next right. segment. Okay, so because I do want to get back to how I came to the singing. It was through the other book. Ah. I was on stage and I thought... Mm. Well, we have a hard yes. stop for the other segment. They're, okay. They're waiting for us. Oh, so. they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. 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 Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, and you met Dr. Joy Kong. She's literally getting I, ready to go through the most intense. By the way, it's almost, oh, that's our hard stop. It's almost the most intense workout in, in some weird ways. Uh-huh. Should I say, when you get through euphoria and the release of hormones, you know they say when you have orgasm, the brain lights up with 31 different centers. And so I think women are undervalued, underappreciated, and unaware of how to communicate with men. And men don't know how to communicate with yes. women. Yes. And we, we, you and I, and I'm hoping you'll do a series with me to really bridge this gap and help men and women. Are, are oh, you willing to do it? Because that is my to. hard stop. So I choose any store. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how well, long it'll okay. be. Okay, well, I, I, I don't want to... Um, Let, let's leave our, our audience hanging for the next segment. Or they'll have to get the book, and then they can look the it up. The book and my book, and we'll but have I'll it just, happen. I'll just tell you, because we're Again, on the... Again, Christine with a K, grant.com. And you can also <laughs> get a free download... On my website, you can get a free ebook, a guide. Uh, it's called The Magic of Words, which will help you to write your own. It will up, upgrade your skills for writing your own compelling beautiful, messages. Beautiful. And then my music is www.tinarosemusic.com, and you can get a free download of a song, and you'll see all the many platforms I'm on. Who, who was the Tina, the famous uh, black lady? Oh, uh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a question, final question. My son, I'm taking him to concerts, and I'm letting him choose. He loves, for some reason, the rock and roll generation. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Because I'm kind of from that generation. But my other sons love other music. So I adapt to whoever I'm with. I say, what's your favorite music? I want to I want to learn your music. I want to know your culture. Because music, culturally, we all grew up with, right? It's so important. And it, like the words, has a frequency. Music makes you yes. feel a certain way. It helps to really um, accentuate or bring in an emotional response yes. often and a physical one too, yeah. right? Well, we're going to get physical with Joy Grant, uh, excuse me, Joy Kong at the fitness center. They're waiting for us and we oh. have a hard stop. But this is Dr. Nick Delgado and Christine, K R I S T I N E Grant, G R A N T dot com. Get her book, check it out, download the Audible, right? Or get the physical copy. And get the physical copy as well. Okay, stay tuned for the next segment. We have a whole series coming up with love, intimacy, some controversy, but a lot of deep heartfelt that can change your life for the better. Thank you. This is Dr. Nick Delgado, author of 15 books, including my newest book release, Stop Aging Now, dot sevenpillarscoaching.com. I have an irresistible offer that's beyond belief that will take your health, your relationships, your ability to perform as an entrepreneur in your work. This offer, just simply go to the stopagingnow.com. Seven, the number seven, 
pillarscoaching.com and you will see a free offer. It's a $1,200 value for absolutely free to get my downloads of my four best-selling books, Acne Be Gone for Good, The Skin Condition Acne by Dr. Sonia Batterisi and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, Blood Doesn't Lie, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, and the newest release, Stop Aging Now, The Seven Secrets to Look and Feel Great. That's right. It's a $1,200 offer and you get it for 30 days free. Just simply enter your information. We'll send you the information to download and you get to review my books. You get to get my online courses, all of them. You get to get a Wednesday mentorship with my top VIP group that is held every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. East Coast Standard Time. Yours truly, along with guests that I've invited, germane to the subjects of how do you improve the quality of your sleep, how do you set your mindset to accomplish your goals, how to dramatically improve your fitness profile using my revolutionary 12-minute workout combined with flow training and stretch type yoga movements and the incredible detoxification program, the nutritional Nutrify program, the right foods to select in conjunction with the specific herbs and how to basically accomplish your goals, rejuvenate your body, the latest on hormones, peptides, all of it is in this course. And in 30 days, you'll be able to get the results that you never ever thought was possible. I guarantee these results and I'm backing it up with a free offer. Should you decide to continue, the continued program is very minimal, no more than a couple cups of coffee. And you're not gonna need coffee after you go through this program. Who's this for? Entrepreneurs, burned out housewives, individuals who wanna be peak performers in the bedroom, in the boardroom, and in general, take your relationships, your health, and your energy, and your career to a whole new level. Looking forward to helping you.